Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Fantastic Mr. Podcast. I am Justin Strange here with my lovely co-hosts, Zach Briggs and Jake Kramer. Say hi, guys. May the force be with you. <laughs> so on Yo. that seg- with that segue, today we're talking about Star Wars and the force is strong with this episode. We're going to do or do not because there is no try and head to a galaxy far, far away. First off, when how old were you guys when you first saw any Star Wars movie? Let's start oh, with geez. you, Zach, because I feel like you're you're. I think you're. I feel like you're the bigger Star Wars fan than any of us. Um, so why don't we start with you? I think my first memories come. I was a young lad, 1999, and we were coming. My parents and I were coming home. Uh, to basically to the Seattle area uh, where my grandparents picked me up. We were visiting my aunt and uncle in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, my uncle used to be in the business of, of news, uh, but he was a sports broadcaster. But anyways, we get back uh, from our long plane trip from the East Coast, and we decided to go see Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. It was in Edmonds, Washington. I remember vividly uh, seeing the pod racing scene, uh, and that was just out it's of this working. world for me. It's yeah. working. Yeah. And I, I really didn't have much to say in terms of, you know, critical points because I was just a, a kid and I was just a young lad. I was enamored by the the visual effects, as I think a lot of people were, because this was the first Star Wars movie that revolutionized uh, many techniques of f- filmmaking that are utilized to this day. And was uh, was Yoda a puppet? Yoda, yeah, Yoda was a puppet. I thought he looked like he was. I didn't think at this time. I always thought he. Now he looks kind of high. <laughs> he, he looks high in, in uh, Empire. Yeah, he's just old uh, in Empire though. But no, I remember walking out of the theater. It was a it was a dark parking lot and just like wow, wow. And I stayed. For, we stayed for the credits as well. Because I, I was I was even at that young age. I was fascinated by the music of John Williams. So but your that first. Was my, Go ahead. Episode I'm sorry. one. Yeah. Um, after that, I remember my mom at one point. We it might have been before episode one, but I, I think I might I think it might have been after. Um, I can't say for sure. I would like to say that my parents bought me the the 1993, I believe, release of the original trilogy. And if you've seen the trailer for this potential this box set, and they promote it as the one last time, uh, the, like the uh, last time you're able to see the unedited versions, and it is the case. It has none of the specialized. What does that one uh, look effects. like? Like, what does uh, it? What does the the box art look like? I guess. Oh, look! Get it one second. Because I think I have the same. You look how excited he is. He's like a little boy. Oh yeah. Uh, this is one of yeah. them. I have, but they, I have that they like the A New Hope has Darth Vader on it. As yeah. Empire Stripes Back has a stormtrooper, and Return of the Jedi has uh, Yoda. Yeah, I have like an older version of those VHS tapes too. Oh, even older. Probably yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, it was. I think it was like eighty three or eighty six. I can't remember exactly, but it says like CBS at the bottom of it and stuff. Oh, like yep. That. But I, I also have that version. Um. 
And then I have, I think I have a different, another version. Did they come 1997? out with it? Yeah. Okay. Specialized yeah. edition. Yeah. Yeah. I came, I cool. got those two. And then I also have Empire on Laserdisc. Mm-hmm. I need to get the rest of them. What about you, Jake? Tell us your Star Wars introduction story. Man, uh, I was probably like eight or nine, I think. And my parents were watching it. And I just like walked through the living room. Um, it was the, um, I guess it was the new hope. I think. Yeah. It uh, was new uh, hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was the trash compactor scene. Mm-hmm. No, when Luke's yeah. getting attacked by the, uh, uh, the Dinoga, the, the trash compactor. Yeah. The, yeah. And, um, yeah. and it terrified me and sorry. And so I ran out of the room. And I refused to watch it for like years later. Oh man, you read probably ran That's out of the room as you probably ran out exposed. of room as uh, fast as uh, Zach went to get his VHS tape. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, ah. I love and that. I, I love that and scene. I probably watched it, and then I probably watched it for real, like when I was thirteen or fourteen, not knowing that's the same mm-hmm. movie that it was from. Because I'm sure if I knew it was the same movie, I you probably would refused to watch it. Wow, that's um, funny. Yeah, yeah, I like that scene. Hope. I like that scene because at the end, you know, right before C-3PO, you know, he, he's able to finally get in contact with him. And uh, Luke's like, C-3PO, oh, my God, turn the turn it off, turn the crash impactor off or whatever. And then he R2-D2 ends up doing it. But and they're like cheering. He's like, oh, no, they're dying. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I don't know why that, but that, I thought that was so funny. The first time I saw it. Their screams sound like they're dying. Yeah, it did kind of sound like they were like, oh, <laughs> celebrations. God. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like celebrating. Um, so the first time I watched Star Wars, I was probably you are going to hate me for this, but I think I've told you guys this. I was probably like mid 20s when I first saw it, um, only because I was really close minded as a kid. So I didn't want to watch Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or Star Trek or anything like that. Now I love all those. I don't really care for Star Trek, but I do love Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. And so um, I, I, my friends, so at the time, Netflix was starting the streaming thing. Like they had been doing the streaming thing for a while, but they still had you still could I think you still can get DVDs. Oh yeah, Mel. But they're I think phasing they're that out. I was say they're DVDs. they're uh I think they're phasing it out. They're they're discontinuing the service. But um, back then, my friends had Netflix streaming, but they also had the DVDs, and we had I don't know how we came up or came into this conversation, but they were like, we should watch all the Star Wars movies, and so I was like, yeah, I'm down, and so um, they were like, do you want to watch it like? the order they came out or do you want to watch it in the order like of the timeline? And I was like, ah, you know what? let's do a the great time- discussion. All right. I was like, let's do the timeline. Let's let, let's let my first, I don't know why I, in retrospect, I think I would have rather watched it the other way now, but we watched it one, two, three, four, five, six. Cause at the time that's all there mm-hmm. was. Um, and so that was my first introduction to star Wars. And I was like, this is pretty cool. And I don't care what anybody says. I like the political discussions in the prequels oh i do i think that's probably one of the best things about them honestly i like i I really enjoyed the the political stuff i think it's one of the reasons that i enjoy andor so much is it it delves further into that political environment i forgot about that show i uh yeah and i also really like the rise of you know the chancellor or what was he senator and then a chancellor and then empire not emperor um chancellor and then what? Emperor? 
talking about Palpatine. Yeah, he was a Palpatine. senator. He was uh, chancellor, senator, then emperor. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, emperor was his own title. Yeah, and, and it was, <laughs> and we talked about this the other, uh, not long ago. But I watched this um, this thing on Hitler, right? A documentary on Hitler, and it was yep. very, very similar to how Hitler came to power. Um, was the way you know the emperor came to power was For manipulation. Yeah, he he pretty much you know, became this lower version. He wanted to be president, right? He, he, but he lost. And so he became like the chancellor. I think he was a chancellor at the time. He was. Yeah. And, uh, and then he was able, whenever something, I forget exactly what happened, but something happened to where he convinced the president to give him power. And he was, I think he was supposed to have given it back, which is what the emperor did. He's like, give me all the power. We'll get through this. And then I'll give it back when it's over. And he totally didn't do that. I think he, there was a coup of sorts that resulted in the burning down of a building. Uh, and that kind of led to people believing in mm. Hitler. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It was like a, yeah. Cause he, he blamed it on, you know, the, I think he blamed it on the Jewish people and said, Oh, mm-hmm. this is a perfect opportunity to blame it on these guys. Um, and then I can look like, you know, this great person. And so, I don't remember that in Star Wars. Well, it was it was this was history, but yeah, you're right. It it didn't. I don't think that happened in Star Wars, but just like that, and like, well, I mean, maybe the Mace Windu and the, the Jedi, uh, the attack betray, on my attacked life me, yeah, yeah. Left scarred me, deformed. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, totally but, different comparisons to make apparent to, to the listeners. We're not saying. Hitler's completely the same as Palpatine, but um, their their rise to power is similar. very similar. And like yeah. even with Order sixty six, you know, he, he Hitler did kind of the same thing where he started killing off all these different officers that you know didn't see things the way he saw things and all this stuff. So it just made me think, and and we had talked about having you know maybe an episode around that, but I don't think we need a whole episode for that. It's just interesting to you know talk about it now so yeah george uh, lucas was inspired by so many aspects of history yeah and that's what oh, i figured yeah. i figured i was like you know i bet you he did this on purpose like you know he watched george lucas watched world war ii dogfights to to get the footage for the uh you know the the the, the space battles space battles oh for the yeah. star wars yeah the star wars so anyway, let's uh wait. I want to read the Phantom Menace, the first couple lines. I wonder okay. what people were thinking in the theaters. So excited uh, to see episode one. The last this is 1999 and the last movie came out in 19, 1983. I've seen the videos on YouTube of the news coverage of folks waiting in line. But I'm curious at what people once they get their butts in the seats, <laughs> what their thoughts are when they saw this yeah. turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. The taxation of trade routes to outline star <laughs> systems is in dispute. <laughs> Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. I mean, I think that probably went through a lot of people's heads. Like, what did I just get myself into? Yeah, and I, I felt, I felt, I was kind of dumbfounded for different reasons when I saw the opening, the the Last Jedi uh, opening crawl, but. Yeah. But what do you think people's thoughts were? Uh, or what did you guys think when you honestly, when you hear that, when, when I hear it, I'm like, 
you see it now. Well, now I'm like, oh, you know, that makes sense. It's very political. Um, it doesn't sound like, you know, a space battle. Right. It sounds very. But back when I first watched it, I don't think I ever really paid any attention to it. But, you know, yeah, I think when I watched it as a kid, I was just I was just excited to be there. Yeah. yeah. You weren't really listening or uh, reading, paying attention to it. You're just in the music and yeah. cool letters. You're just, up. oh my God, Star Wars <laughs> cool. experience. You know, I want to see, I want to compare, I want to compare episode one opening crawl to episode four, but let's see. Some of the crawls utilize oh, yeah. more punctuation than others, I noticed. And some of the crawls use all caps for certain words for emphasis, but not all crawls did that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so here's the opening crawl for um, episode four. Not the whole thing. I'm just going to do the okay. first couple of It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the Galactic Empire. So you think about that versus what you just read, and it does sound a little more boring, right? It sounds, this Absolutely. one sounds, just reading this sounds a little more action-packed, you know? Yeah. Um, during the battle, the diction, the diction itself, like engulf, yeah. turmoil, like it's it's a little bit more complex. I feel it's, like is very wordy, yeah. and I think Lucas, as a writer, is just very wordy. I, I remember I've watched, you know, clips with Mark Hamill and and Harrison Ford talk about kind of what they went through filming New Hopes and stuff, and and they complained all the time that the script they're given was just so like bogged down with like all this minutia and like mm -hmm. technical it's stuff that's not gonna make that's not gonna make sense to anyone yeah um it's so he's always been like that and i think the prequels just gave him the ability to have his way and not have enough people tell him no i think the original trilogy really benefited from having him being kind of a new director and and people were able to tell him no hey let's let's do something different than that think about it whereas now when he did the prequels well he's not a just a new director anymore now he's george lucas and he made star wars and so people are afraid to tell him no and so he kind of got to put more of himself into it totally i can't have to say that he's a bad writer or it's a bad story because it's not it's great yeah. it's just but, i don't think there's it, any debate that the original trilogy was kind of saved in the edit. I th as a kid, and I, to this day, it stood out to me. And it, it's, it's amazing that it kind of did at such a young age that this, I noticed this, but the, the, the style of dialogue, I felt like in the original trilogy, it was a lot more casual compared to the yeah, prequel trilogy, where it seemed like it, it was there from a, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could compare it to, I can make comparisons to, to, to real life, but, but you guys notice the the dialogue is structured differently compared to in the original trilogy versus prequel, where they seem a little bit more Shakespearean, more stilted, and not just delivery, but what they're provided uh, in terms of the script. Yes, yeah, so much more. Why formal. is that? Way more formal. Maybe I think a big part of it is the content of the prequels because it's well, all that's what I was, yeah, about that's what the politics. The, you know the politicization that's going on and also i think it's george lucas that's that's how he writes and how he talks well yeah and he's older at this point you know so 
even as you get older, you learn more words and you know what I mean? You learn <laughs> newer ways to say things, but I, I hate think, sand. Okay. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> but he, uh, everywhere. Yeah. I think it also has something to do with what was going on within the actual story. So he had to match the, the opening crawl to it. Whereas, you know, in the original trilogy trilogy, it was mostly, you know, space battles and lightsaber battles and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like the original trilogy is like you had a rate your ragtag team of yeah characters, and prequel you have a serious tone of these majestic, like uh, robed freaking Amidala man creatures and humans and queens, royalty that stuff we've never seen in uh, the original trilogy. Um, I think the most we got in terms of serious, uh, well-structured dialogue was in A New Hope, and featuring the scenes with the, the Imperial um, officers, especially around the roundtable with Grand Moff Tarkin and the whole discussions of the Death Star and that one guy's disagreements and, uh, mm -hmm. and skepticism surrounding the Force, which led to him being Force-choked by Vader. <laughs> I mean, there's this, like, there's this internal struggle amongst the Imperial officers to you know, have their voices heard. And you hear about some emperor in the background uh, you know, dissolving um, governments. Uh, uh, probably, I wonder at this at this time if, if Palpatine's in Coruscant. We just don't know. But I felt like and a new hope they had the best like, demonstration of how uh proper dialogue and interesting politics can be portrayed in space yeah. in space newt gunray remember that guy one of those alien creatures one of the, the little part of the, the little flies i think newt gunray that race is what would have happened if flies became the dominant <laughs> species on earth <laughs> They look like flies. They just, that's what that's. I can't see anything else. I was reading uh, a book and it, it's a prequel. It's a, now considered legends, but uh, it takes place before an episode one. It's very political, and, but it's fantastic because it talks about the separatists and their, the, the, the trade federation and their supply. Uh, they're, they're producing weapons for planets all across the galaxy and like they're not really aligned with one political ideology. They're just trying to appease everyone. That's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And also goes really in depth into the Palpatine's uh, uh, gradual uh, rise to power, even though it doesn't stress too much. That's a different book. That would be the Darth Plagueis book. Uh, at least when his early, in his early days, when he killed his, his master, Darth Plagueis, which led him to having this ultimate plan that we see in the in the prequels yeah but the books are really interesting too there, i mean there's so much media revolving around star wars now i read the revenge of the sith novelization and that provided a lot of insight about um surprisingly by the relationship between anakin and mace windu and kind of yeah. like why mace had a purple lightsaber and um so basically like the thing with mace windu which is why he didn't trust Anakin is because he's got a uh, he is kind of like a seer ability that the force would like show him different outcomes. And so when he sees when like Obi-Wan and Anakin rescue Palpatine uh, at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, uh, 
they land and he's there on the like the tarmac when they climb out and he says he that like the book says that he has a vision involving uh those three and it can mm. like split in, in two different ways and that's why mm. like, and one was really good and one was really bad and that's why he didn't that's what created the mistrust between mace windu and and luke and it also goes into like more of like luke's like confliction uh you mean between like his duty Anakin's? padme you and things Anakin's? like that so anakin's not luke you mean anakin hmm? you mean anakin what did you i said, say you said luke, luke. oh dang well i think our audience is smart enough to realize <laughs> so yeah i really want to start reading the books but man there's just so much and where do you want to start? You want to start with legends, or so? Remind me. Remind, I've looked this up before. I've researched it, and I've, it's completely gone now. So remind me the difference between because it's what legends and what the canonical legends the are now non-canonical. Okay, so the yeah, legends was a series of books that George Lucas opened up to various authors to continue the star wars universe and there was very simple rules you could essentially write whatever you wanted but you had to continue the work from the previous books essentially you had to continue the work from the previous books and you had to uh finish in a way that it could be continued so it was this really cool collaboration of writers essentially essentially like today we would consider it fan fiction but they're essentially expanding the universe one author at a time interesting all sorts of crazy stuff happened but now it's all now it's all non-canonical sadly and i think the when it comes to original trilogy original trilogy era legends books the thrawn trilogy beginning with heir to the empire is one of the staples of recommended reads and that's if you don't know who thrawn is but he's the blue uh, Chiss, that's the species and he, part of the remnants of the Empire. And anyways, it also goes into Luke's, what, what he's up to, Han and Leia, um, after 30 years, I believe, after the events of the Return of the Jedi. It's a great place to start, I'd say. And, and so uh, Timothy Zahn, is, he's, a, he's one of the, the hallmark writers mm-hmm. for, for Star Wars books, even to this day. Uh, James... Lucino, who wrote Cloak of Deception, which is the book I was talking about earlier, uh, about the politics, uh, politics heavy book before episode one. Uh, mm-hmm. He's also great. I, I like his style of writing, even though it's kind of wordy. Uh, but uh, Lucino, um, Zahn, there's a number of other great authors that have continued to write um, books, um, even in the, the what's considered the new canon. Yeah, I'm looking at, I, I downloaded a list a while back and i'm looking at it now um so let's see contains every adult and young adult canon novel so this is all canon man there's a lot so it looks like it's this is set separated by category tell me if this sounds like familiar or if it's correct you have the high republic era the fall of the jedi era reign of the empire era age of rebellion era New Republic era, Rise of the First Order, and that's it. Yeah, that sounds like canon. Yeah, that sounds timeline. Right. Yeah, that's all canon. Um, okay. Yeah, that's all canon. Because I was hearing High Republic, mm-hmm. First Order, Fall yeah, of the okay. Jedi, yeah. Reign of the Empire. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of books, <laughs> and there's like a little, there's like a little uh, check, like you can check them off when you're done. I'm like, man, I'll never finish this. I mean, if you enjoy reading and you like I, different man. elements of the star Wars universe. I do. And like, I remember 
when I, I I was like, oh my God, there's books. So I started doing some research and there was so much, but I, I am super interested in, in learning more about this expanded universe, regardless if it's canon or not, you know, even if Same. it's like a, a one-off, like I, I would love to say, but it's just hard to sit down and read. Cause I know right when I sit down and start reading, I'm going to start, you know, dozing off. So it's hard to, hard to do it, but you know, one day maybe I'll start reading and get somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, there's got to be a, a great place to start that just sucks you in uh, to the like stories. The first one is called The High Republic Tempest Runner. Have you heard of that one? Mm-mm. I'm not really Man. familiar with the, the new canon books. Oh, okay. Speaking of The High Republic, I know we're talking about books, but I'm really excited to see what the Acolyte is going to be. It's going to be uh, the Star Sorry. Wars first foray into the High Republic era. It's coming out in next year. And so, I'm book. really excited about it. And High Republic versus Old Republic, I guess in High Republic's like closer to the events of like prequel trilogy, even though it's probably still like hundreds, maybe thousands of years. It's, it's, it's probably the, more recent. It's, it's way back. It's, it's when uh, the Jedis were at their prime. It's, it's when they were at their prime. It was the largest order. They had the most skilled masters. They, they were the most like... It's the golden age of the Jedi, essentially. So the Old Republic existed thousands of years ago, while the High Republic was only 200 years before the events of the prequel trilogy, according to yeah. Internet. So is is the Legends books, is that not canonical? Old Republic has been alluded to uh, have some canon elements with like Revan, Darth Revan, and some other... But officially. Should... Officially. Yeah, yeah so, it's so kind of... Certain aspects are... Disney... Okay has kind of cherry picked mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. to Lame. keep from legends. So like they kept Thrawn, they kept like the old Republic, they've kept like Darth Revan and some some main characters mm-hmm. and then thrown out like eighty five percent of it. So they've kind of cherry picked some things that they want to keep and what they think within is marketable. Within the the new the series of books. No I'm t- okay. <laughs> I guess games. Yep. what I'm confused is, and I've looked at, I don't know why I'm, I've forgotten this, but with the Legends books, they're not officially part of the Star Wars universe that we know, the Disney Star Wars universe. Correct. No. Okay. That's, that's why they're called Thank Legends. You. Before, people, I think in general, referred to it as the expanded universe. Yeah. Okay. But, when, what, but when Disney was sold in 2012, you mean Lucas no, from, when, from Lucasfilm <laughs> was sold to Disney. Disney will never be sold. Disney, what was the big one? Imagine, price? I would be terrified of the company that was able to buy Disney. Uh, I just looked it up. I think it's Let's like see. four point something. No, you're Imagine probably. if Elon Musk bought Disney, he just uses AI. Create everything. Exactly. I swear it's like I 4. think the 5. four something was Marvel, but oh yeah, you're right. Four point oh five billion. Oh, I was somewhat close then. Yeah. I just guessed. I mean, you're like barely off. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're good. How about a thousand? There's a oh, it's a thing. Uh, you know, whenever you Google stuff, it says people also ask. And one of the first one was, "Why was Lucasfilm sold to Disney? Why so is that? Many. It What's says the answer. It says to put it simply." George didn't want to miss out on experiencing a normal life while he still had the chance. George acknowledged acknowledged that the decision was extremely painful in an interview with for the book, the Star Wars Archives, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand five. I did read a little bit, and he knew he he had said something like he knew that you know Disney would. I guess I don't know about do a good job exactly, but they would continue on with it and still let him you know be a part of it. I think 
there was a time when Lucas had a plan for a, another multiple. Yeah. yeah, there was nine films, and he, in an in, infamous video, I think on the Star Wars channel on YouTube, there was it was kind of PR-ish in a way, and understandably, but it's Kathleen Kennedy uh, with uh, George Lucas, and Kathleen Kennedy states that we're, we plan to respect the the vision of George Lucas when it comes to the Star Wars uh, movies in the future and referencing the sequel trilogy in particular. Lucas had frameworks for 7, 8, 9, and it's up for debate on how much of his work was actually used. And a lot of see. people are, uh, are not, kind of anti uh, there's, there's uh, uh, eight, nine oh plus scripts that are out there. You can actually find the scripts for the proposed scripts for his seven, eight, nine, and it's nothing. Luke, like uh, Luke um, has a wife, uh, Han and Leia are married. They have kids, their kids go off. And like one of, I think like Han's kids, I, this is kind of the same. I think one of Han's kids starts straying towards like the dark side, but they're like twins. So like one's a good, like one's a light side and like one's a dark side. And it, it, yeah, it's, well, I, it's wildly different. Yeah. I, I, I watched this. It was like a little reel. It wasn't, it wasn't a long video, but it did. It involved like Luke's grandchildren and stuff um, from, from the, for the person who, you know, made the video that it, you know, had involved Luke's grandchildren. That's the only thing I really remember. And I'm thinking, man, it's like way different than what, you know, if that was what, what George Lucas had originally planned or even thought about, like it's way different now than how would you feel if you're like your baby essentially for decades and you sold it and you had these, uh, no talks with your, your buyer, your now cradling your, Creation. Disclaimer: Don't sell your children. <laughs> <laughs> That's important advice. Folks. Yeah, and he, you think yeah, it's referred to it in an interview uh, with uh, Charlie Rose at one time in an infamous PBS interview. He asked, basically, says this is your, this is your baby to George Lucas, and he says he agrees. But anyways, how would you feel if your creation and the, your talk after your talks with your your the new owners? Of your baby, and they just stray away from your ideas. Would you say, okay, I'm, I'm at this point. I'm, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to want to think about it. I think our part of the important part of a breakup and like a relationship is to not keep on checking back on how he or she is doing. I think that could be that same analogy could be applied with Lucas's relationship with Star Wars. Like after it was apparent that Disney didn't want to uh, go and his direction with the th sequel trilogy, I feel like Lucas really just kind of stood on up. the sidelines and mm -hmm. you know, focused on other things in his life. But how would you feel if you're, you saw what was proposed turns into something totally different? I mean, you have no, you have no control. Yeah. I mean, I think I might be a little heaved, but I'd be like, you know, ultimately this is, this was my decision. Now I, I knew this could possibly happen where they say one thing and do another. Um, I don't know. I, it happens I, all the time, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. especially in Hollywood. Yeah. You could yeah. be like, I mean, here, think about it like this. Like, if you were to write a screenplay, right, and then you sell it, like, they could say, oh, yeah, we'll make this, you know, in two years. We'll make this in five years and then never do it, right? Or they'll say, you know, we're going to do some rewrites, but it'll stay relatively the same and then completely change it. You know, happens all the time in Hollywood. So, 
it's like what are you for something do? so as big big as star wars though it's but i mean yeah here's the thing though it's such a phenomenon around the globe it was i don't think and this might just be me talking i don't think star wars was as big as a phenomenon before disney bought it same with like almost the same well i wouldn't say the same with marvel because marvel was like iron man came out and as boom this you know expanded universe instantly you know almost instantly proposed but with star wars yeah they had a huge huge fan base you know toys but whenever well i mean yeah i guess you're right the toys sold really well to kids right not adults but then whenever disney bought star wars or lucasfilm then it become it becomes more mainstream then yeah because you have a big it, company like disney. disney exactly and so but that could be pro- that yeah we could debate all for hours on that whether (laughs) what we think about that but i i see how disney has helped main make star wars even more uh popular uh yeah because now you certainly repopularized it i don't don't think you could say that it wasn't as big before i don't think you can say that it wasn't as big as when disney bought it i just think it had gone out of its prime during its prime i think it was probably i would be willing to bet it was just as big, if not maybe bigger, with the amount of merchandising material that they that they made off everything. Yeah, but like it was part of the it was it was part of the nation's culture. But if you uh, maybe it's just me, right? If if you liked Star Wars, if you liked Lord of the Rings, if you liked always playing video games, Pokemon, blah 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 blah, you were considered a geek, a nerd. And all this stuff, right? That now, didn't apply to Star Wars, though. I don't. I, I think Star. It, I mean, look I, at the go. Go back and look at the. Opening. I'm not saying it wasn't popular. Not saying that. I'm saying that Disney made it more mainstream. Like you, you think about I it. Think, if you if you meet cutter. a girl, if you yeah, okay, that that's a better way to say it. If you meet a girl, right, and you say. Let's go watch this new Star Wars movie before Disney bought it out. She might say yes. Chances are she'll say yes if she likes you and not enjoy it. But it seems like even it's like the Wii, right? The Wii was made for casual gamers, old people, young people, blah, 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 blah. Well, then, you know, and Star Wars was more niche before Disney bought it than it is now. And not saying niche, niche might not be the right word, but it. It, it it catered to a certain type of person, which was what we are now. You, us three, right? Man, I, now my mom, you know, might enjoy Star Wars because uh, she doesn't. She doesn't enjoy Star Wars. But man, I'm just I don't saying, know. I, I think I want to hear Jake's contrarian view. I think I just. I think I disagree with that. It was massively popular from the get go. Everyone watched it. Literally, everyone watched it. It was a cultural phenomenon. I think. It waned and like today it waned. And so Disney brought a reawakening to a new generation. I would agree like with that. kids today. It's more yeah. popular with kids today than it was before Disney bought it. Sort of. But as a whole, like when it came out, it was in, it swept the nation. <laughs> so I think Disney did a good job of reintroducing it for a new generation that otherwise would probably leave it because 
it's a, you know, they see it as a boomer show. Like, oh, mom and dad like it. Uncle Bill likes it. You know, the guy down at the store likes it. I'm not going to watch it. That's dumb. It doesn't have VFX. Look at the graphics. They use puppets. That's stupid. And then Disney was able to come in and reimagine it to to the youth's tastes today and modify it and modernize it. So that it, well, they certainly did that. They made it like a, a Marvel so, movie, you know. I can't they, say that they made it more popular, but they definitely reawakened it and reintroduced it. For what do you mean a Marvel movie? What like do you say? Marvel action comedy, you know, it's just it's very standard, you know, a standard Marvel movie. Where you, d- you disappointed in that change or with Star Wars? Uh, I mean, Star Wars has always had comedy, but the, the type yeah. of comedy is different. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little more in your face now. Um, yeah, I mean, no, it's fine. You know, I like Marvel I, movies. It's it's okay, but I, I, I do kind of like a better the, job with the TV shows than they than they did with the new movies. Yeah, I agree. Um, with the comedy, I, with the, the yeah, like the the post trilogy, I think altogether fell a little flat, but especially suffered from that Marvelization, where they weren't able to have a serious moment. Any serious moment was always undercut through like a fart joke or like a your mama joke <laughs> or something stupid. Yeah, they couldn't let the emotions sit. Um, well, whereas they what's do a, that what's TV a good shows. example? TV shows, they're doing a wonderful job of having serious moments and having humor, but having it fit more, having it fit more in the universe that it lives in. Yeah, I remember in The Last Jedi, Kylo Ren's shirtless and swallow, <laughs> the meme occurs, but he's shirtless and having this serious conversation with, with Ray, and Ray says, put on a towel. And that kind of ruined the, yeah. the tension building moment. Uh, for me, at least, and that's well, just one like, of many examples in the rise in the Last Jedi as well. All that build up from the Force Awakens. Yeah, with I was just Ray making that, that. Mm-hmm. making that trip up to the top of the the mountain to greet Luke, and then Luke takes his lightsaber and he just throws it, it. off yeah. over his shoulder in a comedic fashion. And after that, I was like, "What am I in for?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that's pretty. That's me personally. That's the way I interpret it. Was this comedic? gesture subverting of expectations for what reason i mean i feel like there's a a, a way that could have well, could yeah. have done it more subtly or just or just just drop drop the lightsaber uh, but i don't want to get too deep into the nitty-gritty yeah, of my that's complaints a whole, that's a whole other story but, but yeah. what are your thoughts on on the the i guess the the style uh the marvel style in in certain examples of the movies the sequels um for me, like, what's well, a compare and contrast? Because there's definitely, as I said, there's there are comedic moments in all the Star Wars movies, especially in the original trilogy, which I think did it the best. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind as far as the prequel trilogies go are um, the is the very first uh, freaking what is it called, Phantom Menace, and they are like, you know, this is a, what a, a trade agreement or whatever. The negotiations are going to be short, and then they end up fighting or whatever. And he's like, "Well, you were right, sir. The no- negotiations were short." And I, you know, it's not that funny. Like, it's not. But I was like, "That's, I don't know. It has it has a certain charm to it." Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, you more know, subtle. Yeah. Whereas uh, the the sequel trilogies kind of throw it in your face with you know bb8 and with his little thumbs up thing that was kind of funny actually whenever he's like thumbs up but then you have like what was it stormtroopers that that could fly and they're like 
And then well, C3PO is like, yeah, C3PO is, oh no, they can fl- they fly now. And then I think <laughs> Poe turns back, he's like, oh no, they fly now. And I was just like, oh geez, like C3PO saying it was was funny enough, like he didn't have to you know join in. Followed by the, the comedic death of that stormtrooper, which was a great way, I guess, needed to tra- show that this sequence was ending and a great send off to the next scene, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think something uh, a big difference between the prequels and original trilogy versus the post trilogy in regards to humor is that the first six, uh, a lot of the humor is based off the character's personality and how they interact with one another. The humor comes from them being themselves and being in an environment with other people's personalities and the interplay between the two. Whereas the post trilogy just kind of has this blanket swath of like herp derp, funny joke, fart joke, your Mm -hmm. mama. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's totally what I'm saying. What are your thoughts on interaction? I think probably some of Poe's first lines when he's looking at uh, Kylo Ren. He's like, and he's like, yeah. So there's like that awkward silence. And like, so who's going to be doing the talking verse? Me or you? Like, and yeah. I, I, I felt that it was kind of his personality. I, I didn't mind that, but again, it's like the serious moment of Kylo Ren and this guy, this pilot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, maybe that's how, maybe maybe that's how I would act, like in a being held captive and looking at this masked creature, and I don't know much about Jedi and or or Sith or anything. So I kind of like Han Solo. Remember Han Solo? He was very skeptical about the Force and uh, lightsabers and all that. And I mean, he he took he poked fun at the Force and all he that did. Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. Style. I just. Poe is my least favorite character in in Star Wars. Period. He's even below Jar Jar for me. Like at least Jar Jar was. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. Yeah, he, big at least Jar Jar statement. was entertaining in the sense that he was an idiot. You know, like like. But I don't know. Poe did nothing for me. Even Finn didn't really do much for me. But I like him more than than Poe. In especially the third uh, Rise of Skywalker, where the whole time. Finn's trying to talk to Ray about, you know, being able to fill the force and we don't ever find out what he's what he's trying to talk to her about ever. Like through that whole movie. And the only reason I found out is because JJ Abrams said something about it. He's oh, he wanted to tell her that he could fill the force. I'm like, well, why didn't we know that in the movie? Anyway, sorry. But yeah. I was, I really like the fan theory before the post trilogy came out that uh Jar Jar Binks was actually a Sith Lord. Did yeah, you guys I see that? Yeah, Jar Jar. He was I the responsible for Palpatine. Honestly, I think yeah. that would have been a better result than what we got. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jar Jar doesn't bother me as much as it bothered. I, I think I'm just a little more like patient when it comes. Like you know, I can say I, I I don't mind the Last Jedi. It's not my favorite, right? But I don't mind it. I don't care for the fact that like what's his face? I don't forget his name, but the one that like walks up is like I'm the spy. I'm like what? <laughs> Why did you tell us? You got to you got to show us. And then the same thing with like a little lisp. (laughs) Well, the the thing about the sequel trilogies is they gave a lot away without because one thing you learn in screenwriting is show, don't tell. Right. You got to you got to show the audience, not just straight up tell them. And so like that. And whenever um, Kylo Ren's like, you know, you're his granddaughter. I'm like, like, why couldn't we (laughs) why couldn't you have created a scenario in which we find that out? Why did we need Kylo Ren to straight up? But for runtime's yeah. sake, yeah, I don't think it would have taken us that long or taken you that long to write in a, a short scene where Ray finds out she's Palpatine's grand 
granddaughter, you know? And even so that's yeah, it's it's very it's very weird the way those three movies transpired. We could probably have uh, you know a whole podcast episode about those three movies. Yeah, was so, it a reveal that you think paid off Ray being related to Palpatine compared to Luke learning that Darth Vader is his father? Uh, it wasn't as good as a reveal. No, um, not even close. But I don't mind that that she. This is a clone of Palpatine, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't mind that. that I think. Right, it, it was a clone, or was yeah, which the he, movie just glosses over that. Yeah, he's just yeah. like making. He's back. He, yeah, um, you got a whole bunch of sheaves running around making babies. Yeah, it, it was really. Yeah. I wonder what the clone sheave like did for a living. Was he, was he like a moisture farmer? Imagine this dude like he's in the, like the middle of what I don't remember the planet they're on, like Jakku or whatever. Just imagine like this yeah. shiv clone, like getting some blue milk, getting moisture farming, and then looking on the holocom, <laughs> seeing himself. As fucking emperor of the entire universe. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh-huh. Remember that? Remember that massive alien that Luke was milking, and he's like drinking the green milk. Remember that? Oh, you're talking about on Last Jedi. Last Last Jedi. Yeah, that was weird. What I was trying to say was, I I don't I think it's kind of cool that she's his granddaughter, but I think it could have been executed a lot better. Although I did like the scene with with him and her together, and they're talking and fighting and stuff. Yeah. I want to talk about lightsaber combat comparisons between the original prequel and sequel trilogies. Which version did you prefer more, and what's the inspiration that behind the uh, the styles? You know, with the seventies, eighties movies, you can't. There's not a lot you can do. I mean, special effects weren't really a thing, and you know, you can't put a bunch of guys on a high wire to to do a bunch of cool flips. I mean, it was still fun to watch. You know. Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader, Luke and Darth Vader, Luke and Darth Vader again. And so, you know, it was, it was cool to watch, but then you get, you know, Yoda and what is it? Dooku mm-hmm. and Yoda's doing all those cool flips and stuff. And, you know, that, I thought the that, crowd went wild. Yeah. I thought that was pretty dope. <laughs> like just watching Yoda, you know, cause he, he walks in with a cane. He's like very, very like slow and just old, old grunting, man, you know, cause mm-hmm. even at that point, uh, Yoda was, is pretty dang old. And so, and then he just throws his, and then just has this like all out crazy battle. Um, I don't really remember a lot of the battles. The only one I can think of off the top of my head was when Finn and Kylo Ren kind of went at it. And I liked Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Um, it was pretty dope. But you know, that's not, I, I, the 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 lightsaber battles in in the sequel trilogy don't really didn't really stand out to me. Go ahead. Jim. I actually kind of liked the lightsaber ba- battles in the post trilogy. Out of out of all of it, I probably enjoyed those the most because, like, I think they did a good job. I think for what they did, representing that these people weren't really trained. So like, well, yeah, trilogy, yeah obviously everyone's on top of their game and. The original trilogy, it's very feels very like formal, formulaic because like Darth Vader's old, Obi Wan's old, you know they've been out of practice for so long, and Luke doesn't know what he's doing, so it's all like very formulaic. And then the post trilogy, I feel like they did a good job. A lot of it was more like rough. I don't know how to describe it as other than like animalistic. Like it was, yeah. very, they're like they're swinging them around like bats and stuff, which yeah. is terrible form, but. Like Ray doesn't know what she's doing. Finn doesn't know what he's doing. Like they've never Finn never knows muscles. what he's doing. Sorry. Not with a lightsaber. Yeah, uh, I I do. If I remember correctly, there was a scene or whatever they were fighting at the in the, the Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, and, he and, fought. 
and he thought and Finn, one of his and he's his, like he's uh, like slamming the things, which which well, they I'm didn't just, bring that into the movie at all. But apparently Finn was force sensitive as well, and that's why he could. That's why he was able to do that. You find that out in in the like novelizations mm. that he's force sensitive. Yeah, yeah um, force sensitive. But like they're they're swinging these around. Like, I don't really know what they're doing, <laughs> and I feel like they did a good job representing that. Like this terrible form, and they're just kind of wailing on each other, which makes that's sense. We got a bunch of kids Dudes. with glow sticks. Yeah, you had a bunch of people that don't yeah. know what they're doing. Luke was definitely swing his lightsaber around like a baseball bat in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the prequel trilogy for just the artistic uh, dance uh, when it comes to the battles. Mm-hmm. Very stylistic, kind of. It's apparent there's the very choreographed, uh, but. In, t- in tune with the music, uh, I mean, it didn't bother me. And as you said, they're Jedi at their prime, the Sith are at their prime. So, so it's expected that since after the death of the the Jedi and the you know, after Vader hunted everyone down, that the, the remnants uh, are uh, <laughs> and Luke Skywalker and Obi Wan. So, I mean, they don't have that that long reign, uh, long train of talent to teach them the ways of the force so it's just they're kind of learning all over again and as with the the next uh, batch of movies i've read about uh, at least one will feature ray and her creation of a new jedi order so mm-hmm. uh, perhaps we'll see uh, more uh, maybe slightly going back to the you know, old ways of you know fighting um somehow Guess we'll find out. And maybe we'll see a uh, uh, Grogu as well. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, Grogu. You see, like a young adult Rogu. So, what do y'all think of? Um, I, I was, um, I was George Lucas. I saw this video. George Lucas mentioned that, and I think I sent it to you guys that that um, the whole prophecy with um, Anakin, and then people. I, I read something that was like Anakin was, was supposed to be the Anakin prophecy, but then it turned out to be Luke's prophecy, right? But then. George Lucas came out and said the whole time the prophecy referred that, you know, they would, he would bring Anakin. balance to the force. It was, it always Anakin referred would. to an- Anakin. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just thought that was interesting that people were like, Oh, the prophecy was about Luke because Luke ends up being a good guy. And I, and then I saw that and you know, it kind of made sense. It was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. But then you think about it and you hear uh, George Lucas come out and say, like, no, the prophecy is all about Anakin. Like even at the end, cause it, you know, went from the when he's a little boy all the way to the very moment he threw Palpatine down that freaking hole. What are your thoughts on that? I thought that was apparent. I was always uh, people don't people don't know things. Cut and like dry for me. <laughs> you know, it's that made like, sense for me. Like it, it, the original six was all about Anakin Skywalker. The whole movie, the whole series was about Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. To the end, because think about it, you know. Uh, now with the expanded TV shows and stuff, we're finding more Jedi have survived and whatnot. But essentially, like it took forever, but Anakin got them down to two Jedi and two Sith. Think about it that way. When it was made, that's literally in balance. Yeah. Now, of course, they've moved to a more philosophical point of view where he's brought balance um, between the light side and the dark side. And the new Jedi are going to be more. And I think that's why they went the direction they did with the post trilogies. The new Jedi are going to be more like gray Jedi, more neutral. They're going to be, you know, 
It's like lawful. Not as Dutch not as dragons. beholden to one or the other. More like Qui Gon. He was in my eyes like a yeah. good Jedi. So, but when the movie came out, he literally brought the Force into balance. And now with the new one, he's like brought a more philosophical take of like we're not going to be so uh, hard headed or so stuck on a particular order. And maybe we will find a middle ground between the two, which is basically what Jedi, which is what like Luke was saying in The Last Jedi. That's why she found like the books. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a there's something I was going to say, but I forgot what it was. Let's just talk about this. What are the quick thoughts about the streaming and how Star Wars is speaking? It's everywhere now. You have cartoons you have multiple live action shows i think it's a good thing uh, to have different types of shows with different tones and give yeah, people what they want but it is, it I feel is like really there's, cool. a, there's there's kind of a not too much you can never have too much star wars i guess but it feels it doesn't make star wars feel as special as uh, the days well, yeah. before disney got involved where a movie was an event it was something that you really anticipated and it was it just was different maybe it also has to do with the evolution of you know introduction of streaming and how you know movie theater uh events aren't as what they, they weren't as what they were like they were before like you know yeah. you got up uh you know you you waited three to hours mid- to, to go to midnight mid- showing midnight you know? showings yeah i did that for episode two and three with my friend i was dressed up as Django fett my friend darth vader uh that was for i think Three and two, I was a different character. Yeah. My mom won tickets over the radio for my dad and I to go to the midnight showing for for Attack of the Clones. Last midnight showing I went to was the amazing. I think the Amazing Spider Man two, and I got a cool shirt. Um, hmm. But that was it. But, what year was that? I don't know. Two thousand. I feel like I feel like Amazing Spider Man two two thousand. Yeah, Amazing. No, Amazing Spider Man two. Uh, I'm on the Star Wars website. Twenty fourteen. There is ten. Uh, I would say ten shows expanding the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it's a lot. The issue, I, I, I do think it's cool. I think it's great. Like that, Star Wars is this huge thing where they're able to continue to expand it with different things. Like it doesn't. It's not just movies now. It's TV shows, shorts. You know, um, the emphasis now is yeah. not the movies, right? And but it does. It does because they have to, you know, when they create these shows and stuff, it has to go in canon with the movies. The movies. And, it's just, and it's more stuff you have to like learn. And sometimes you like, you feel like me, you're like, well, crap, now I have to watch this. So everything's, you know, so you're all in, you know, you're in line with everything and you just understand like the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like you, you watch all these Marvel movies, 10 years of, of Marvel movies, right? And then. They're like, all right, now we're going to start creating TV shows. And you're like, oh, crap. Now I got to watch these TV shows. But, you know, one of the that- best thing that's come from that, though, is the Obi-Wan fact that Kenobi. they have to like incorporate all of like episode one, like terminology in these new shows. Besides like, Metaclorians. Throughout the whole, throughout all these shows, you have like these guys going like uh doo. Like, you know, like yeah. that's some swear Poo-doo. or something. Because <laughs> like freaking you know like little lady or someone said that in episode one and now all these writers have to somehow incorporate this stupid like, oh, crap stupid <laughs> into their serious gritty Lost shows it. and they're like oh that's a bunch of bantha fodder voodoo you know and it's like oh my god bantha fodder <laughs> <laughs> i i remember hearing that in uh in in 
in a was it in Return of the Jedi? Didn't they mention they say Bantha fodder? Uh, I don't know. I think Episode yeah, One um, definitely one of the aliens. Uh, I could have uh, swore the, the Bulba was... called Anakin Bantha fodder. I believe. I'm pretty sure. I want to say they said, or maybe they said something like it. And the I'm, Empire I remember, Strikes Back. Yeah, it was an Empire Strikes Back. It was on yeah. Hoth. Because they they were like said something like that, and I was like, oh, that's just like bullshit. You know, it's like yeah. It's the same thing. It's just like you know, it's Star Wars, so they're not they're not bulls. They have banthas. It's just yeah. I was when I when I heard that, I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, well, they gotta you know incorporate it somehow and be funny about it. So, do you think um, that we need to know the origin of Yoda and his species? I I prefer I the mystery. I, don't, I mean, if they came out with a Yoda prequel series or something or a movie, Lucas I, doesn't have an idea, and I was on purpose. Well. It's not Luke's charge anymore. Yeah, say it's not for Lucas to decide <laughs> if they want to to do something like that. And I thought the Kathleen baby. Well, they before the <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi show, they had toyed around with a Yoda show too, right? Oh, I hadn't sure heard they, that. Not sure. Pretty sure I heard something, but then they went with Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm not I'm, interested in that, to be honest. I would I would watch it, but yeah, I'd yeah, watch I, it, but yeah. It's yeah. not like we need it. Like was, we didn't need Solo, a Star Wars story. We didn't need Obi Wan Kenobi either, but it was oh, cool. Man. Oh, I forgot that movie existed. Solo? Yeah. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, thanks, Zach. I watched, it for, I watched it for the first time like last year. It was yeah. all right. Just I saw like it in theaters. It was entertaining. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I wish, was the only time I saw it. I wish it continued solely for the fact that I wanted to see where the plot line was going with Maul and... Kira? Uh, Kira? Daenerys. What's the actress that plays her? <laughs> I wanted to know what happened to Kira, the, the, the gal that was working in cahoots with Maul. <laughs> That's yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. I just can't yeah. think of her name. The Game of Thrones girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Daenerys. That's what I always know her as. I don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Me neither. No. Never seen no. it. <laughs> I've never. I've, I've seen the first episode, and I, I remember watching it. And I was with my ex girlfriend, <laughs> and she was like, "At the end is like a brother and sister, and they were doing it, you know." Yeah. And and I was just kind of like, the? "Well, I was just like, have you not uh, seen it, Zach? What Game of Thrones? He just said no. he never saw it. No. Oh yeah, yeah it's." I've seen yeah, House of Dragon. That's cool. But I was sitting with her, and and that happened, and I was just I wasn't really faced by it, you know, because I like weird, disturbing stuff. And she was like, "Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They're brother and sister." And I was like, "Yeah, but that was not just brother and sister, normal. twins." Yeah, that was like that was probably normal back then. Like, it's it's gross. Don't get me wrong, but it was probably something that happened more often than not. So it didn't. Yeah, it ends. It ends with like twins banging, and then they shove a kid out of a tower. Yeah, because that's the end of episode one. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I'm in for a ride. (laughs) Well, it's not that I don't think I would watch ever watch Game of Thrones. It's just I feel like and I've said this before that Game of Thrones requires, you know, attention. You know, you can't really be like walking around doing stuff around the house while you're watching Game of Thrones kind of thing. It just seems like it. you need to. Do you think in a way that's what disney is trying to do with the star wars shows let's make them like bigger than movies almost not bigger but like movie quality which i think they do a pretty good job um, with the shows yeah uh, for the most part i mean yeah obi-wan was an exception i guess i don't i don't understand and Boba, can, book of boba fett can you elaborate on what you mean i guess that? the fact that they're trying to create this like uh everything's got to be connected yeah, like interconnected oh. politically, because like Game of Thrones is big on that. They had all these different families and material. Yeah. You would jump from place to place. If you watched it, you would jump from place to place almost at random. And then like three seasons later, they would tie it all back in. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't think 
if, if from what it sounds like game of thrones is a little more um they're a little more interconnected than say star wars because you know you don't you like if you're watching Andor, you don't hear references to the Mandalorian. I don't know. Do you? Do you hear yeah. references to Mandalorian? No. In that show, no, not really. You know no. what I mean? Like it doesn't seem like it's something that's now. You watch Marvel shows, you hear them talk about the Avengers all the freaking time, especially in She Hulk. Yeah. She Hulk's very, very uh, meta though. It's that's not really a good example, but um, you know you hear them talk about that. That's that's a whole universe. But with Star Wars, they don't. You know they don't talk about. Oh yeah, there's this guy on whatever planet. They, uh, the you know, the Mandal what is M- M- Mandalorian? Is that its own planet? Mandalore. Mandalore. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. And so you don't hear. That. Well, I mean, they might mention Mandalore, but they don't mention this guy from Mandalore who's going around taking off his helmet. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't think, at least not right now. Now it's very possible because it's Disney. You know, it's like we're gonna do. We're gonna start. You know, having this guy from Andor be on mandalorian well when they get to the acolyte i'm sure i mean that's uh, during the high republic uh, era so there's not going to be references to skywalker or anything yeah 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 i guess you're right the the star wars series are more like vignettes within the universe yeah i would agree little clusters of things this different adventures going on in the galaxy you know it's like and it's it's kind of cool that way i like that that. i like that idea where i can see what this guy's doing over here and then move over and see what this person's doing and see what ahsoka's this is ahsoka yeah she's doing because she's getting her own show and stuff like that so um yes which i think christian is coming back for is he very excited about Right. Uh, what, are your, oh, the, what, what are your thoughts on the, the, I guess, bringing back Hayden Christensen for yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi so for those scenes, those certain scenes? I was super, super excited for it. And I think I think a lot of people were. Um, but, I was surprised, you know, to be honest. When they, they cast Jake Lloyd as young Anakin and then Hayden Christensen as older Anakin, it, it, it didn't get a lot of flack for both of those. Well, Jake Lloyd was bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, they man, they bullied that kid out yeah. of acting. Yeah, he was bullied. Um, Hayden Christensen, they they didn't like him as Anakin. But here's the thing: I thought they cast Hayden Christensen pretty well because he's good at acting like a little bitch, <laughs> right? <laughs> so he he was in this other movie called Seven Minutes in Heaven, in which he gets in a wreck. His character gets in a wreck and dies, and he goes to heaven for seven minutes. But then he's brought back, and the whole movie. He's pissed off at God because he's like, why would God do that? Why would God let me see this paradise and then force me to go back to earth and all the, and it, the whole time I was thinking, Oh my God, they cast Anakin Skywalker so well. <laughs> like he's doing such a good job of just complaining. And that, I mean, and, and that's what he, he was supposed to do. Right. Because he was mm-hmm. a Jedi, but he was slowly being, you know, manipulated to the dark side, you know, showing like, He's he's not getting along with Obi Wan because he wants to do things that Obi Wan's like no you can't right now whatever you know he's, he's like, malcontent yeah and so he's very you know pushing against the good side I'd, probably without without realizing it at first until he fully succumbs to the dark side he wanted to be on the the council yeah so, and they wouldn't they wouldn't let him well they were they let him right but they he wasn't able to do anything on the mm-hmm. actual council um, but yeah so. With 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 him, I thought they they did a good job with Jake Lloyd. That kid, you know why? You know why they, he wasn't allowed to be on the because he wasn't a Jedi, right? Or he wasn't a full fledged Jedi or something. He like wasn't that. a master. 
Yeah, a Jedi Master. They didn't give him the rank of the Master. And the way that that works is so uh, when you're a Jedi Knight, you're given a Padawan. You train the Padawan. When the Padawan is given a Padawan, they become a Jedi Knight and you become a master. And so in... Revenge of the Sith? Can I think of the name? In Clone Wars, Ahsoka left the Order. And so because Ahsoka left the Order and did not get a Padawan, that prevented Anakin from gaining the rank of master. Man, and that's why. That that That's a pretty good way to kind of retro... What is it called? Retro... Retroact. Uh, yeah. A storyline because Clone Wars came out after Revenge of the Sith, right? And it takes place between but between two, two and three. three. And so they're like, okay, but we can't let him become a master because he yeah. has to succumb to the dark side, you know? So it's just <laughs> funny the the way they have to think about this kind of thing. Like it, it's 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 interesting more than anything where they have to be like, all right, so here's here's you know, here's going to be the the beginning of the series. Here's going to be the end of the series, and then we have episode three. So there's certain things we can't do. We can't let Anakin become a Jedi Master. Blah 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 blah. blah. You know what I mean? Uh, you think Ahsoka has such a big impact on his life, and I mean, obviously in episode three, I mean, you know, there's no inkling of care. Anyway, of course, because she wasn't a character at that time. But it just, if you think about the uh, the interactions that they've had. Um, Ahsoka and Anakin and their history together. It's kind of disappointing that I w- it would have been nice to have that character established first and have Wait, maybe some did you say that dreams. Did you say Hayden Christensen was coming back for Ahsoka? Mm-hmm. I just realized that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Probably it's going to be just, for a dream. For I'm sure it'll be past, for like for sure. flashbacks or yeah. dream sequences. Well, what does Ahsoka or... take place it's going to be um, taking I, probably be, is it going to be around the, it's probably going to be around the same time Boba as like Fett, the Mandalorian. Fett, yeah. Like, yeah. Most, you know, that era. It's too bad. She won't get to, but I wonder if she'll actually interact because Darth Vader's still around. Kicking around. He's, yeah. he's yeah. already, she's, she's already interacted with Vader. She's already. Yeah. In, in, oh, in, 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 oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're right. I, I've seen that. Okay. I don't think we need to see them <laughs> together again. I would like that. It's like when Obi-Wan and, and Vader fought in a, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I would I wouldn't mind seeing those two go at yeah. it in live action is what it is. Maybe about a conversation through tele- the telepathic and... conversations. They could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I need to watch this show. I need to catch up on these Star Wars show. What are your hopes for the future when it comes to Star Wars? I don't really have any, honestly. Like Do you wish there was more emphasis on the movies and having Star Wars return to that event that we cared about? I and enjoy maybe do you think Disney learned at all from you know, no sequel trilogy no but i think they're doing a better job of the tv shows yeah i want them to expand the tv but, shows i like the vignettes exploring the universe as far as i'm considered i feel like the star wars quote-unquote story began at one and ended at six that's the star wars story and anything else we can have we can surround it but I don't really think that a, another main storyline is necessary. Yeah. But, I love learning about the universe, but I don't really need to see that storyline continue. One through six was the Skywalker saga. Yes. Yeah, I'm good with the Skywalker <laughs> yeah. saga. Yeah. Kind of uh, like how I'm good on Marvel. I'm good after like Endgame. I don't really care about anything that happened after Endgame. I'm good with the Skywalker saga. Skywalker saga. Yeah. I don't uh, know what this new saga, if, the, if it's going to be a saga, what they're going to. Call it, or maybe oh. it didn't maybe they'll do away with uh episode numbers at some point i feel like i don't know 
Well, maybe. Why, why continue doing episodes if there's a lack of connection to the first? Uh, exactly. Start a, start, start a new number. Or, give her give her an episode one. Give or Ray just, an episode one. The Rise of Ray. Maybe yeah. I'll begin to like, like her character more. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Ray. Um, a little, you know, a little bit. I mean, she were, didn't earn her title. She's just kind of there, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just, you know, I, I don't know how to explain this. Like she, it's like Luke. You know, he was a it was a moisture farmer on tattooing with his uncle. She's a scrapper, you know, scavenger, not a scrapper. Well, a little bit of both. Scavenger, and then they both, you know. Luck out. Well, I don't know about luck out, but get called to this big adventure. And I mean, that's a that's a you know story for you. But the there's parallels between episodes four and episodes seven, and so. But then she just kind of like like I feel like Luke kind of earned his his place and and just he became a Jedi the the way you're supposed. And then she just he struggled. He struggled. Yeah, she just like was she could you know she was force sensitive as they say and could use the force in the first she was gifted the first episode yeah she was very gifted apparently more gifted than luke you know and so she was able to use it to block out uh what is it kylo ren's you know invasion into her brain and all this stuff and i don't know it just kind of seemed like it was kind of handed to her and then and then she learned how to use it like i don't know i don't know how to if i'm making any sense right now it just seems like she, she didn't struggle as much to, uh, yeah. She didn't earn, yeah. But earn. that's that's a character. That's her character. Yeah, she just kind of so. was really good at it instantly, yeah. pretty much. And that's there okay. Yeah. I, I like be, her better than Poe. I would be po good. Could die. If I could be okay. Her, if the continuing trilogy was maybe her, like taking a step back and then really having to struggle with. Like the exceptional ability that she has, like learning to, because like that really is essentially an adrenaline rush the entire way. Like the force, you could say the force was flowing through her, but then in like in a time of peace, how does she like hold it and control it, hold it and earn yeah. it and control it and learn and actually grow? I could see that would be an interesting story. Mm -hmm. I, I would agree. Having being such this exceptional, like I guess you see like a gifted child, mm -hmm. and then now you've matured and reached to adulthood and you actually have to like do things on your own accord instead of the it yeah. boundless energy that you had yeah i think broom that boy deal? might make a return to, uh... <laughs> what broom boy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. he was at the end of the which, more sensitive let's see he, he was at the end of this uh what, rise the casino of planet yeah the casino yeah. planet right i remember yeah broom yeah. boy he became a meme <laughs> gif I think I he also, might be one of the first also, students. I think that implies that's probably the direction the series is going. Because I think she's like, the next series is her starting the school, right? Yeah. Yeah. A Jedi order. I could see her. Basically they, what Luke they, did. I know some of the video games Tried that they're do. making, like Star Wars. Um, Jedi uh, Academy? Jedi. No, Jedi. Jedi, uh, like Star Wars Survivor, Star Wars. Uh, oh, those are the new games, yeah. Huh? Those are the new games. Yeah. Yeah, so the new games. Those yeah. are considered canon. Yep. in the universe and that follows around Calcastus trying to find like a holocron and like protecting like the holocron of Jedi sensitive or force sensitive children so I could see them tying that in as well where she's goes on an adventure trying to find the holocron 
to find all these children. That could yeah. be a storyline as well. Holocron. Like That's a race, cool. like a race to uh, essentially the MacGuffin. Race to the MacGuffin. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't think the, the, I don't think Jedi we necessarily I don't think we necessarily need a force sensitive antagonist in the sequel trilogy. I just like a, could... just like a regular dude who's super dedicated to the <laughs> super dedicated beyond to the empire maybe a little bit but i mean in the thrawn trilogy there's this uh force from outside the galaxy that comes into the star wars galaxy and they're definitely a force to be reckoned with and they don't have the force they're this this extraterrestrial army of crazy beans i don't know how but the proper pronunciation is use on vong gotta look it up but I don't think they're force sensitive. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens with Star Wars in the future. But as I get older, um, I'm hoping my like my my love for Star Wars doesn't die out, especially with the saturation of content we have these days. It's got to be good content for me to be continued to enjoy. It. Otherwise, yeah. I feel like. I'll be like, oh, there's, you, a, there's a there's a trailer. I'm uh, there's another a, a trailer for a Star Wars movie. That's cool, but I'm hoping my <laughs> my love, my my passion for it doesn't die out. I think it's going to get to the point where you're going to have to pick. Like, there's some Star Wars movies or TV shows that I just I'm not going to watch. Like Star Wars Resistance, Star Wars Rebels. Actually, Star Wars Rebels is pretty good, so I might watch that. It gets better. But there's some there's some TV shows that the Bad Batch. Like, uh, they're just not that appealing to me and so i'm not gonna watch it for the sake of watching it i'm not gonna watch it so i'm in the loop i'll just get on wikipedia and be like okay what what happened to the bad batch that makes this <laughs> make sense yeah just, yeah that's one yeah, of those series cool. i don't think you really need to watch to understand anything else um that's can that affects uh like the, the movies for example but i think the clone wars show is essential yeah. watch viewing at least some episodes. I would argue the Clone Wars and potentially Star Wars Rebels are, as far as like the main like Star Skywalker saga goes, yeah. those are no, no, kind Star of needed. Wars. But everything else is kind of like, eh. yeah. Yeah, Obi Wan. What's going on in the universe? You don't have to He's watch in it. Rebels. Yeah. Huh? Obi Wan's and Rebels. Yeah, Obi Wan, Darth Maul. That follows Darth Maul more and Ahsoka more. Oh yeah, Darth Maul. I felt I, I really felt for him and his mission to find uh, Obi Wan. You felt more mm-hmm. for him than I than I felt like you did in the live action version, obviously, because yeah. he didn't say much at all. <laughs> they did a great job hum, uh, humanizing him. Well, that was fun. Star Wars. Yeah, we could talk about Star Wars all day long. I think, <laughs> I think that we should do three three episodes. <laughs> Like Star Wars original trilogy, Star Wars prequel trilogy, Star Wars sequel. Getting trilogy. deep in the weeds with the movies. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be fun. I would do that. I would rewatch the post trilogy if we did a podcast about them. Well, let's do that'd it. be the first time I've watched The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker more than once because I've only seen those two once and that was enough for me. I've only seen I've only seen any of the post trilogy once. Yeah. Isn't that just I mean <laughs> Sad. I mean, we 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 love yes. Star Wars for the most part, and watched a zillion times, or at least I have, or more than like a handful of times, the original and prequel trilogies. But it's just something about the the post trilogy, the sequel yeah. trilogy, that it just yeah. it is it just doesn't appeal to 
everyone's tastes. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. I wonder how the actors and actresses feel. I feel feel like John Boyega has been upset. Yeah. Mark Hamill, he's been vocal about his dis. He didn't like the direction of Luke Skywalker. I think Daisy Ripley was as well. Something about if you're going to be a part of Star Wars uh, as an actor, just expect to get grilled. Oh. (laughs) Just like with the new Superman actor that's going to be announced in June, potentially. He's going to be attacked oh, by yeah. social media. Totally. It is what so it is. That is one bad thing about these, these, you know, Marvel and, and you don't see anybody from the Hobbit, you know, having to do a deal with that <laughs> stuff. It's like Marvel and star Wars. You, I think the biggest mess about them. the Hobbit was it was shot in 48 frames. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was all film nerds who were upset not <laughs> yeah you're right like and that's what i was when you mentioned like you know the sequel trilogy is just kind of whatever i'm like makes me made me think of the hobbit you know like how how they could have just put that into one movie because the book oh, isn't yeah. that long you know but they added they added legless they added you know whenever gandalf walked away from him for a little while and, and stuff <laughs> like that and i'm just like you could have you could have condensed this in one movie would have been fine or you could have shot it before you shot the freaking lord of the rings but i think it was also the the age when movies started having the part ones and twos and threes needed a trilogy for it whatever the first one was great i thought but then the the second other two were like whatever i don't know anyway i guess that'll that'll do it for us for the star wars chat huh like i said we could we could talk about star wars all day long i think so if we don't stop us, if, we could I don't talk about one movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, we could we could have nine episodes of Star Wars if we wanted to. Yeah, Still we could skip. Uh, well, uh, we stay could tuned for future episodes, <laughs> frame by frame analysis, each film, <laughs> one at a time. Into yeah, the technical aspects of cinematography, maybe, and sound. Yeah, and music. music. Mm-hmm. The soul oh. of Star Wars, I think, comes with John Williams' score. Yeah, we know. And the London Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we we know, Zach. Although, when I was watching Return of the Jedi in theaters again, I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Just listening to music, you know, in theaters, watching the movie in theaters, it was it was so cool just to be there. Uh, I wish I could have seen it when it first came out. 1983, with instead of the victory celebration number at the end, it would be Ewoks, that. Yub nub song. <laughs> well, and then you got the the whole thing in Jabba's castle or whatever with that whole CGI yeah. mess. I mean, yeah. I don't mind it as a that kid. Was in, but... That was in theaters too. And, I, and you know, just was, seeing that yeah. in theaters, I was like, okay, this isn't. I don't care for this you scene. Want, but... You know what my biggest gripe was about Return of the Jedi, the 2011 Blu-ray special edition? Yeah. Remember, there's multiple edits from since 1997. I don't mind the 1997 edits as it is, but after 1997, they did additional things. And my number one pet peeve in Return of the Jedi, I don't mind Hayden Christensen standing in for as the ghost in place of Sebastian Shaw's Anakin. Yeah. I don't mind that. But the no... He says no twice before he throws oh, help yeah. opinion. I don't think that was necessary. You could feel the emotion and, and conflict in Vader by just looking at him. You don't even see his eyes. He's looking so, back and forth at his son getting shocked almost to death by Emperor Palpatine. He just needed to look at him twice, and then he figured, this is enough. I'm going to get rid of this guy, and he throws him down the chute. We don't so, need the two no's, in my opinion. So the two no's were added later? Yeah. 2011, I believe, Blu-ray uh 
version. I and that's people... the ver- and that's the version in, that everyone on, and their mothers is seeing in yeah. on Disney Plus. And so they don't really know, you know, about the before times. So I know we're trying to end this episode, but real quick, do you have you read anything about uh, what other people think about that, Zach? What? About the no, yeah. Some yeah. people think it. They and I'm talking to people that grew up with the original trilogy. Some people really don't mind it. I think it really adds to the emotion of the scene. But others uh, believe it does the opposite. It just it's not needed. It's kind of cheesy. Yeah, you don't need to hear him uh, say it. And as we know, I mean, Vader for the most part was a a stoic character, and at, at times, I think he was most expressive in Empire Strikes Back. Um, okay. and, and his interactions with not only Luke, but the, the Imperial, the several officers that he choked, force choked through computers and person. Yeah, um, force choking through virtually, virtual force yeah. choke. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't think the nose. It, it's not a. It wasn't a big deal breaker. I knew going into it after you told me that it is what it is. But it's definitely not needed. But it's it's kind of unfortunate for the people that don't that don't know. Uh, how it originally was done. Mm. Um, like I want to, I want to hear what their what their thoughts are. Like if they don't have it, but yeah. but also you, you have that music in the background um, intensifying, and those no's kind of drown out the music. Unfortunately, mm. it is. Right. It, one of the no's was from, I think it was copied from Revenge of the Empire. Sith. Empire Strikes Back. Oh. Uh, the second no. It kind of sounded like the Revenge of the Sith, but it was really cut short. But I don't know for sure. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't, that, I don't think that they don't. I don't think they brought James Earl Jones. No, in not, to say, they we, don't, we don't need you to. We need you to, uh, Mr. Jones, to say a couple lines. What are they? No, no. One know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember whenever. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I know we're trying to end this episode, but God, um, have to do a lot of cutting here. Re, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Whenever. He did that no after he found out that Padme died. I thought that was kind of lame. I was like, they that is not. That, they edited that down as well. Was, well, that was just the whole thing. Like at this Wait, point, he's they edited that out. Down. They edited it down. Down. So down. when it first came out, it was it was really long. Like no, really. Yeah, and see. they edited down to a shorter version of it. Lame. When for which version? When was this? What year? That uh, I couldn't tell you. I have to look. Yeah. Huh. So anyway, yeah. The when at that point, I feel like he's already Darth Vader. I don't really think he cares about his his wife anymore, but he does clearly, and he just he showed us, and I just thought it was kind of out of character for Darth Vader to be like, quick, no, quick extra special discussion. They are they used AI voice technology for Obi Wan Kenobi for Darth Vader. James Earl Jones, I read tonight utter a line of dialogue and i think it sounded convincing in my yeah. opinion um it sounded like as if he was from it returned from revenge of the sith the, that, that quality of yeah i'm sure we talked about voicing or obi-wan but what are your thoughts on ai technology being used in movies like replicating other people's voices i feel like it's a slippery slope man like we're just gonna get rid of actors altogether and put them you know we get we could already make you know 3d models we that's what they did with in rogue one and with uh leia and i think they did it again with tarkin whatever his name is in rogue one yep and so we can i mean we may as well just get rid of actors altogether and do the ai and <laughs> just pay them for their likeness you know i don't know 
I hope that doesn't happen, but you never know. Henceforth, you shall be known as Lord Vader. Remember, he was like yeah. kind of thinking. He was kind of thinking, Lord Vader. He was like, he was <laughs> thinking of the name. Like you didn't already figure you hadn't already figured this out before he became on, a Sheev. Sith. Sheeve. <laughs> and his funny. last thoughts, Jake. Nah. No. Dude. <laughs> we no. talked to I mean, we did pretty End good credits. Job. Yeah. I really think that we could go on for a couple more hours, but we probably should should yeah. call it quits here. Um, okay, well, thanks for hearing our Star Wars discussion. Uh let me go ahead and apologize now if this is too long. Um and so yeah, uh Thank you for listening to us. If you want to hit us up or give us ideas for episodes or any movies you'd like us to watch, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And then uh, check us out on future and past episodes on uh, Amazon Music, Google, and Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Only Vans is still in the works, guys. (laughs) Jesus Christ, this joke. (laughs) (laughs) Or what you think. Well, you know, don't get too excited. I think we've talked about this, but don't get jittery, Luke. No, he doesn't say jittery. Yeah, he did. I'm thinking it says, don't get jittery, Luke. I think remember, I was, remember in, he's in there in the Imperial shuttle and Luke senses that Vader's aboard the Star Destroyer. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of whenever they're in the Millennium Falcon, he's like, don't get cocky. Oh, but, oh he says that too. Then in uh, the Family Guy version, he says, don't get penisy. And it's super funny. <laughs> what uh, the yeah, Family Guy? Yeah, they did that. We, we could talk about that too. That could actually be a really fun episode. Anyway. Okay. So oh, Star yeah. Wars is utilized in other mediums. Mm-hmm. Spoofed. Yeah, totally. Baseballs. Uh, well, there. It's, real quick, Simpsons about to come out with a Star Wars episode. Star Wars short. Star Wars short. Short. Uh, is Mark Hamill back? Hopefully. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've never seen it. It's not. Because he yet. was. Because he I was. Think he comes in, out on the fourth. Because he was in. Uh, he did make an appearance in Simpsons in the nineties, I believe. Mark Hamill did. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, all right, so yeah, hit us up on those social medias. Hit us up on or listen to us on those uh, podcasts areas places and uh we will see you next time and may the force be with you and have a fantastic and have a fantastic day this is the way bye